0: Welcome, Heathens and Witches, to the Horn
1: and Cauldron Podcast a uh,
0: Pub Chat Edition. We've got Bev's. This is It's not, early
1: enough for me to be drinking wine tonight. This is this is
0: not beer, even though it is beer colored. This is Jägermeister and seltzer water. I, I know that sounds insane, but it is
1: It's grapefruit flavored seltzer water if that makes it feel better.
0: It should only make it more insane, but it's so fucking tasty. I actually haven't even had any I of cannot this. stop drinking this absurd concoction that I came up with. That's delightful. It's like a nice... That's so delightful. It's almost... It's almost... It's almost... Unsweetened iced tea adjacent, my dude. It's
1: somewhere between unsweetened iced tea and a Ricola... Like Yeah, <laughs> like it's like imagine cauldron.
0: imagine if a Ricola and an Arnold Palmer had a kid. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right that's, because of that's, the grapefruit. Yeah, that's it's got much it's what got it weird is.
0: like Arnold Palmer energy. It's yeah. very crushable, very quenchable, very delicious. Yeah, very good. Not the point. So yeah, uh I'm John Norcroft. This is Julie Norgrove. This is pub chat edition of the Horn and Cauldron, the every other week sidekick partner to the superhero that is the Horn and Cauldron podcast. I cast, don't have to do anything. Where more. within, uh, we don't have notes. This is off the cuff. And most of the time, I am coming up with a topic moments before we decide to record. <laughs> because I'm not prepared because I'm an unprepared person. However, this time, I actually am prepared. And to get into this topic... I kind of want to first set a bit of a, uh, a a bit of a scene with regard to like things aligning ever so nicely. So, I had been watching TikTok the other day. This was like, I don't know, maybe 3 4 days ago, and one of the one of the guys I follow on TikTok did a thing, right? A t- a, a talk, whatever the action, whatever the verb for TikTok is. Um I don't know what the verb for TikTok is. Comment below. Let me know what that is. <laughs> It's just a TikTok. I think it's just TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like Goose Gooses. It's one of those. Yeah. Uh, so so um, he did one about uh, determinism v. free will. And it was very good. Absolutely love this guy. His content is like earth shatteringly good. Right. But he brought up a lot of interesting points. Uh, But he talked about it in like from like a very specific angle of like scientific inquiry and such. Right. And like the science of determinism, uh, which was very interesting. And I was super into it. And then uh, like a day or two later, we were watching a YouTube video and somebody brought up determinism and free will just as like a side part of the analysis they were making of the thing that they were talking about. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. And then another TikTok that I was watching uh, brought up, fatalism or like fate v free will like how do you escape your fate and do you really have free will and i was like listen okay i get it we gotta talk about this so this pub chat is brought to you by the universe telling me let's talk about fatalism or determinism v free will so let's start this conversation by de- by defining fate fatalism determinism and free will just so that we're all sort of on the same page. Um, hopefully I can do this quickly. So what do you think determinism <laughs> is?
1: Um, you know what's awful is I literally watched that TikTok with you. And yeah. right now, no I None do not remember. Yeah.
0: Okay, so.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> ELI, babe. Yeah,
0: yeah it's fine. Uh, determinism's well, all of this is going to be, I'm going to like... Whatever the modern version of Reader's Digest is, this for you, because they're like very complicated things. And if I'm wrong or you disagree with me, let me know, Uh, because that's fine. I am always uh, desirous of being corrected about things like this. But so far as I am aware, determinism and fatalism are essentially two sides of the exact same coin. Whereas fatalism is the like mystical practice of like there being, you having a fate. Right. Think of like the Norns or uh, the, the literally fates. any
1: Greek myth, any Greek
0: myth. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like you have a you have a, a, a determined path by which you are going to be the hero or the villain or you're going to kick rocks or stub your toe or whatever. Right. You have a fate. Right. Whether that's woven into this tapestry of reality, a la uh, the Norns in Norse mythology, or like your like um, red string of fate in like Japanese legend or the like lifeline fate thing from the Hercules Disney movie. <laughs> right. Like fate is kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. OK. Determinism is essentially the science boy way of talking about fate. Right. So determinism is the idea that the universe is ordered in so far as actions take place after some amount of setup. Right. So like uh, the example that I have had told to me a million times in my life, because my dad and I have talked about this more times than I care to ever think about uh, or, or count uh, is like if you were to drop a ball, like if I had like a like a billiard ball. And I was standing on a planet that I could tell had positive gravity. If I drop the ball, do I have to watch it hit the ground to know that it's gonna hit the ground, right? No, because I know that the rules of everything says this shit's gonna fall down and hit the ground, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you put some shit uphill, you push it, it's gonna fall downhill, right? So determinism is that is that um, reactions or or like consequences follow actions. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, why do you not like tomatoes? Well, you don't like tomatoes because, uh, you know, the specific pattern of of uh, taste buds on your tongue mean that tomatoes react a little closely to something that you find repulsive or because you were forced to eat a real gross spaghetti dinner one time at your aunt's house or because whatever, whatever, whatever. There's an infinite number of reasons why things can occur. Right but regardless stuff occurs because stuff happens and that stuff happened because previous stuff happened moving forwards and backwards through what we perceive as linear time with like absolution right and and so determinism and fatalism both do the same thing what they mean is is that your path is set Right. This is obviously antithetical to the idea of free will, which is that like as a system of events or stuff unfold, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. It's sort of like, were you always meant to be the hero in this story or is it? because the story unfolded in a certain way and you were raised in a certain way you became the hero of the story right which is fatalism and determinism or is it because you chose the path of greatness you chose to stand up to that night when he was assaulting that dude with a cart selling cabbage or you chose to fight that dragon or rescue that lady in the tower what with that dragon was being like she's probably bad news bro maybe don't do that. But you're like, I got to do it or whatever. Right. So this is that like determinism or fatalism V free will. I have a lot of bold opinions about this. Uh, as I do everything, as you guys know, uh, but so <laughs> cursorily, right. So but before I ask the question, right. Before I pose the question, right. The setup is, are we living fatalistic or deterministic lives? Or are we, do we have free will? Right. And, Obviously, or conceptually at least, if determinism or fatalism are correct, then free will isn't necessarily real, right? So, what do you think about that? So,
1: this is actually a really interesting question, because um, <clears throat> when I was a kid, like real little, I had an aunt who taught me how to read palms. Sure. And she always... So, there's a lot of different things about palm reading and um, how to do it and what different things mean. So this is the way that I learned. If that's different from what you learned or what you have read, good, good, good for you. Um, This is, this is my, this is my thing. So um, she taught me that the hand that you is your like dominant hand. So the hand that you write with or the hand that you use the most is the hand that is your fate as you have made it. And the opposite hand, so your non-dominant hand would yeah. be your fate as it was Submissive when you were hand? born. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, your sub hand. Your sub hand. <laughs> so your sub hand is. Is that why you
0: wear one leather glove on that hand? Is it like a gimp thing?
1: I have never in my life worn a single leather glove.
0: Oh goodness, no, nor nor have I. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe Michael Jackson. Are you sure? I don't know.
1: Um. So that so for me, that would mean, because I'm left-handed, that my right hand is my fate as it was when I was born. And there is fate like- Fate as written. Fate as written. Sure. Um, and then the left hand, which is my dominant hand, mm-hmm. is my fate as I have made it. And that explains the way that your hands are very similar, but also like a little bit different. Sure. But I've always subscribed to that idea that there is- Determinism. There is a fate for each person But you certainly have your own Ways of modifying or changing things mm-hmm. um, You know, I think for some people You know, I, I think if uh, You know, if you were to like Go to the Oracle and the Oracle is like You're going to do this thing Then you're going to try really hard Not to do that thing And most of the time Probably end up doing that thing But by accident totally. Because it's sort of like there, in the back of your mind, if nothing else. But I've always felt that there is... It's like you're going to get
0: hit by a truck, and you're like, I'm never going to go by the road ever again. And then, like, one time, something's going to happen, and you have to go by the road. Yeah. And you're not paying attention because you haven't been practicing the fucking Frogger or whatever. It's like a
1: Final Destination. It is
0: 100% what you're talking about is Final Destination. Yes, Final
1: Destination 2.
0: It's why all of us don't drive behind logging trucks, and also because we're reasonable people. (laughs) Like, Ah! we live in a place where there is logging, and those trucks are fucking horrifying. I mean, I trust the drivers like don't get it twisted, but I don't trust trees and nature. I, I don't
1: trust the load. Yeah. Um, not that I don't trust them doing doing the thing, but yeah. So I've always felt that there is that there is sort of like an like a basic path that, that you are sort of walking on, but that you do have uh, your own choice within the path. And can you totally rewrite something to be something that's totally different? I mean, like yes, but No, at Mm -hmm. the same time right so like i think that you totally do have free will but i think that for the most part the player character experience that this soul is going through on this incarnation in earth is kind of like kind of, like, got a plan. You know, it's got, like, a synopsis. You know, like, a two-sentence synopsis for the movie, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, okay, based on this two-sentence synopsis, I would have not expected that these are all the twists and turns happening. Totally, but, like, totally. sometimes that's the way that that goes. Yeah. So that's
0: that's what I think. Okay, okay, yeah. So that is... That is a fantastic segue. To, uh... You're welcome. To, to what I probably would guess is the most common solution to the determinism v. free will argument or conversation, right? And I think it's big determinism, little free will, mm-hmm. right? So big determinism, big fate, little free will, right? Mm-hmm. Big determinism, little free will. I, 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 And by that, what I mean is like your path is vaguely set, right? You, There are like big moments in your life. Think about it like not even just from like a fate and deterministic standpoint, but think about them like cultural moments, Right. Like most people graduate from high school here in the US. Yeah. Right. So like graduation is a big moment. So like if you go to high school, you are for the most part fated to graduate. That doesn't mean that you can't like get into rock and roll and not graduate. Or like, or like, get a job that's paying good money and not graduate, but or, it could, or drop out for some reason yeah. and and get a GED later. But or get pushed forward quickly and you graduate fast. Graduate yeah. early, right? It it's big. Like, okay, so, like, big determinism is when you go to high school, the reaction to that is that you graduate. That doesn't mean that in the small scale there isn't the chaos that can prevent you from graduating, make it occur early, make it occur late. It doesn't mean that you're going to get the big Hollywood graduation where the valedictorian says moving words that make you feel an emotion, and you all get to throw your dumb hats in the sky, and you're all going to do a rock and roll party afterwards or fucking whatever right? The, like, standards are for graduation. Yeah. But, like, you're gonna graduate. Big determinism. Big fate. Right? But, like, the small stuff, the day-to-day activity, your teacher being like, guess what? I'm gonna do a pop quiz today. And everybody's like, oh, And one kid's like, I don't want to do that. And you're <laughs> like, I also don't want to do that. And the teacher's like, you're on my list. Right? So, like, that's, like, small free will. Right? And I, I would assume... That's probably the most common way to sort of resolve that conundrum in the mind is that like big fate, little free will. Uh, And to that end, sometimes when you're talking about determinism from a scientific standpoint, you talk about macroscopic laws of physics as deterministic right this is the like the like billiard ball pool cue uh in a positive gravity planet being dropped big determinism it's gonna fall and hit the ground ground small universal free will there is an incredibly small like bonkersly small likelihood that that shit just shoots straight up into the sky or like stops four inches from the ground or turns into a bird or something like that, right? Just, like, d- disappears from reality. Yes, yes. The laws of big physics, right? Macroscopic physics say no, no, no. But the laws of very, very small, right? Nanoscopic, quantumscopic, quantum mechanics say, like, well, I mean, maybe, dog. <laughs> unlikely? Yeah, bananas unlikely. But technically... Fuck science. Mm-hmm. Right? So I've, I've seen this said, or I've seen this sort of explained uh, from like a science standpoint that like determinism is a standard model physics solution mm-hmm. to order and organization in the universe and free will quote unquote free will in physics. That would be like um, uncertainty or like chaos theory or uh or or disorder right uh those are the those are the purview of small scale physics in the form of quantum physics so big physics deterministic small physics free will or chaotic right um and you even see this like not necessarily directly addressing this but you even see this in the like life And history of Albert Einstein, who through the general relativity and special relativity uh, basically found order in the universe Mm -hmm. and from general relativity and special relativity was birthed quantum mechanics, quantum physics, uh, which brings disorder, like brings an analysis of disorder to the universe. And Einstein was very against the idea that the universe had disorder in it. Right? He's an ordered universe person. Right? And this is, like, this is... Because even the whole determinism versus free will, like, goes even more scientific into the extent of, like, is the universe ordered or chaotic? That's, like, a real, like... Read some books on order versus chaos in like physics and quantum mechanics and stuff like that. You're going to like your, your brain is going to melt out your ears. It, it, it's mind blowing. I love it. This is like my jam, <laughs> dude. Right. And the fact that this applies both like rawly to physics and math and science and also directly to like magic and mysticism and and all of that stuff. I love I love that so much. I'm so here for that. This blending of science and um, and magic, right? This uh, science and esotericism and such like that. But uh, so like like because Einstein was so a uh, uh, believer in order in the universe, he basically tried to disprove quantum physics, or at least at least disprove the inherent chaos in quantum mechanics right? He didn't succeed at that. But, like, that's, you know, that's one of those things. And also through quantum mechanics we find, like, weird stuff. Like, conceptually, a wall is a wall and, like, when you touch it, it's a wall. But quantum mechanics um, uh, traditional science is going to tell you that that wall is mostly empty and that, like, you're mostly empty space. So, like, Theoretically, those things can pass, except for, like, a bunch of, like, forces and science and such. But quantum mechanics is, like, sometimes, though, you're just gonna, like, quantum tunnel through shit. Sometimes, though, two particles are gonna be entangled across the distance that just accept that as being a thing that makes sense. Sometimes, though, ma- uh, like energy or, or matter will simply spontaneously come into space, right? This is a, a v- quantum vacuum energy. When you get two spheres that are perfect spheres close enough together, you can measure a repulsive force between the two of them as like matter blips in and out of existence at a small enough scale or something like that. It's I love all of this. It's so, it's so mind-bendy for me. I love it, dude. Uh, but so, like, that's the scientific conversation about it. And I think the general sort of woo-woo answer follows that same path macroscopically, right? Mm-hmm. It, big, you know, big fate, uh, uh, small freedom. Uh, and I think that that's generally the way that, like, a lot of people look at that. And for the most part, that's the way that I look at it. But I, I look at it more of a more of a superposition and less of a big V small thing. right. I look at the idea that like determinism and fate lead like build a path that you walk down. But regardless of what free will you take, like whatever free path and decision you take, all potential versions oh like all options are done simultaneously through the like multiverse is a terrible term. I, I kind of low key hate that term at this point in time, mostly because of Marvel. Um, <laughs> thanks dog. But like it's, uh, you know, I believe that like in the like infinite space of like, like in the like big infinity of reality, like all, all, like, every potential path, like, many worlds theory is that, like, every decision made splits the world, so that way there are two, like, one you say yes and one you say no, and it, like, it's, like, this, like, infinitely branching chaos thing. I think that that is the thing that causes us to, like, measure quantum mechanics as chaotic, because, like from like a quantum standpoint maybe the difference between yes and no macroscopically is actually like not it's like sometimes it's the same thing and sometimes it's different things mm-hmm. quantumologically or microscopically or nanoscopically or whatever the heck and i think that the i think that our free will is a function of like the small scale decisions that we make that that move our consciousness like a fish swimming down a river into different currents of deterministic reality right i think that our consciousness as like we think of ourselves like a perceptive consciousness is like a sort of like focus and I think that consciousness in general is something significantly more unfocused and macroscopic. Think vaguely of Carl Jung's, um, uh, like, uh, uh, like human unconscious, like the great unconsciousness that like Carl Jung and those guys kind of talk about, mm-hmm. right? I think about it sort of like that way. Like, I think we all have, like, these greater macroscopic uh consciousnesses that are sort of catching like to use birds like catching thermals and the way that we catch those thermals is is not necessarily that we are choosing uh to affect determinism but that we are choosing a different deterministic path right until the waveform collapses until we perceive right until like now becomes now an infinite number of possible futures exist. And our, our free will comes from our ability to slightly guide the boat of consciousness, to pilot the bird of consciousness into different thermals, into different, um, uh, air streams and such like that. I know I just jumped around like five analogies there, but this is like (laughs) hard to explain like in words which uh, there's not a better one. I can't explain it in song or something. (laughs) Jesus, that would be dreadful for everybody (laughs) present. Um, But, but you, you kind of see what I'm saying with that.
1: Yeah. Right. Where,
0: where I think that like, I think that both answers are right. uh, And like, I think the easy way to explain it is macroscopic versus microscopic, because it's easy to see fate as like to see determinism or fate as that big thing. You're going to be the hero, Right. Um, But the path that gets you there is the thing that you choose. Right. And, And I think that's just because like from any given starting point, like let's start, let's like talk about the hero's journey from the starting point of the hero's journey. Obviously, this person is going to become the hero. Mm -hmm. Right, because it's the hero's journey. This is like the nature of structure. So the structure is that they're going to become the hero. Now, can you subvert expectation and do a hero's journey story, but where the person becomes the villain, but really the villain is the one that's on the side of right, and the hero is the one who's doing the wrong? And even though at the beginning of the story we assume that the hero was a bad guy, come to find out he's like sponsored by the state or something whatever like yeah we've all seen the sort of like hero's journey movies like in quotes hero's journey movies uh or read those books that subvert expectations right and i think that that's obviously possible and definitely still a part of free will but there's also that like you've seen a lot of time travel stuff media movies books TV shows where like time tries to assert dominance on an action. So like if I if you go back in time and you change a thing right then like maybe maybe Cyberdyne won't take over in 1984. It'll take over in 1987 or fucking whatever. But it's whatever. still gonna take over. But it's over. still gonna take over. Now can you subvert Cyberdyne long enough to get to a place where like it never takes over? Conceptually, yes. But it's sort of like because free will is affected in small change, not in big change for the most part, right? I think that, like, it's little, little alterations, little steps, little steps, little steps. And we just recently watched something that involved time travel where when little changes were made the uni- like reality didn't reassert itself like time didn't reassert itself but when big changes were made time did reassert itself mm-hmm. implying that small steps out of phase essentially like recontextualize everything and, like, it's only the big steps that get, like, ripped back into, into the nominal stream of time. And when you look at this as, like, as like it, like infinite quantum change, and if you look at magic and free will as affecting the sort of, like, quantum waveform, and I'm going, like, full pseudoscience woo-woo here, so just bear with me, right? Insofar as, like, magicness and consciousness affect the, like quantum potential of any series of actions that can be like presented in the like collapsing waveform of perceptive space-time. I think that like a big change is it is increasingly difficult in an almost square cubed way. And I would I would argue maybe even asymptotically. Like there may even be changes that are like technically possible right if you know how an asymptote works mathematically right you like approaching a number infinitely and then you can be on the other side of that number but like that number itself your answer is infinity right and i think that there are there are potential changes where your answer is approaching infinity with regard to like ergs of power needed to make that change in quotes you know like as an example uh, but like small changes don't require very much power. So if you think of it as like um, as as like square cubed or like asymptotic or even like a bell curve, right? A little change at the bottom of the bell curve is very easy. That's one extra question right on your test, and all of a sudden you've moved up the bell curve a little bit. But like it's big change for you to get at the top of that bell curve, where you're now having to go like you're get now you're getting you know, 50% of the answers you got wrong the first time. Now you're getting them all right this time, right? And when you think about this, just as like a conscious workload, right? If you like, let's say fail a test and you got to retake the test, right? Um, Are you going to study a little bit and do a little better? Or are you going to do a lot of hard work in studying because you realize you should have studied for this the first time. And now you're going to do a big score, right? Now you're going to get a big score, which means that like a small amount of change requires a small amount of work. And a large change requires large amounts of work. This also would apply to, and I think this is where this like sort of it's all. I have I I like to say everything's one thing because it's all sort of the same. It's all connected. It's all one thing. Reality is like a single moment collapsing infinitely in all directions. Um, Like, like when you look at it, like uh, change in lifestyle, right? Everybody sets a lot of big goals come Jan 1 dog right i'm going to oh i'm going to eat more vegetables and i'm going to lose 20 pounds and i'm going to do a thing and like can you do those things 100% we all know somebody who set a goal at the beginning of a year and come mid year right 6 month mark they're like uh, I'm, I'm at my goal, I crushed it, whatever, right? But you also have, like anytime you're on a fad diet, if you've ever done one of those, right? You, you lose weight and you're getting healthy and you're doing all this stuff, but the pull, time trying to reinsert itself, the s- lifestyle that you had before that has more years of of like claws into your consciousness tries to drag you back when you have that pizza party at work and you decide like, ah, I could have like one slice of pizza. I know it's against the diet, but like I can have one slice of pizza. And then you wake up right at closing time at, at work, like from a daze and a stupor with like four empty pizza boxes at your desk. And you're just like, decisions were made right. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Uh, to be hyperbolic. Um, whereas if you make little changes to your lifestyle, like, You know, maybe uh, not having that second soda. You know what? I'm going to have soda, and then I'm going to have a glass of water, right? Or, like, uh, you know, I'm going to have dinner, but I'm going to make, like, a smaller portion of dinner. And if I want more, I can take more. And if not, I can have that for lunch tomorrow. Like, whatever, right? Leftovers. But, like, I'm going to do, like, a little bit now. I'm just going to do little steps, little steps. And when you do those, the pull of... The pull of like, well, normally I demolish this whole pizza. Now it's like, well, I'm going to have like three or four slices. And then wait like a little bit, like watch an episode or whatever I'm watching, you know, The Office or whatever the heck. And then like have a few more slices, right? And maybe you have three slices and then you like watch The Office or whatever the heck, like an episode of that. And then you decide like, you know what? I'm still hungry. I'm going to have like three more slices. We well, have those three more slices. You watch another episode of The Office. And now all of a sudden it's like, wow, well, I don't really want any more. You only ate half that fucking pizza, dog even though normally you're crushing a whole pizza. So it's that like little change thing that builds up. And I think that this is where like, the, this is that sort of proof in the pudding for me that it, like the the answer that free will is small and that is is small and that fate and determinism are big things is a function of like the ship trying to self right, You know, like if you've ever like flown an airplane or drove a boat, piloted a boat, whatever you call that, captained a boat, right? Where you turn the wheel, and if you let go, it. I mean, same thing with turning a car, you turn your tires, you let go, they immediately want to turn back, right? And it's because, like, you already got that momentum. Same thing with, like, a bike. A, a bike has self-correcting steering because the axis of rotation is behind the axis of the... Axis of this rotation is behind the axis of this rotation, wheel rotation or whatever, which means that like when you're riding at speed, you don't have to hold the handlebars. The bike's going to drive straight, Mm -hmm. right? And like, yes, obviously it can hit a rock and like go sideways and just like yeet you into the distance, right? But for the most part, it's going to follow like the rules, Right? And you make little changes to cause turning. You're not doing like sharp lefts in a bike unless you're one of them fancy BMX boys, which is super cool. But like I would break every bone in my body, even mm-hmm. thinking about it. Um, so like I, I think that this is where like determinism v fatalism sort of lies. I think that the the Answer for change is one of big determinism v small free will. And I think that the explanation, the like greater truth of it, is that determinism and free will are both like equally present in an almost superposition of reason across all decisions that we make and free will, right? Like we are determined by the way that we are raised and like the situations that we're in, but we also have the free will to like put that fucking fork down or like tell that bad person in our life to shut up or like to leave a situation that's toxic or to like eat that extra slice of pizza because like you've been doing good and you fucking deserve it, bro. So like have an extra slice of pizza. You know what I mean?
1: So how do you think that that ties into magic?
0: Well, I think that that directly ties into magic in, in, Though, in the shape of a big spell requires more energy uh-huh. and requires more not only more energy to initialize, like the enthhopedic energy cost of the spell, the initiation cost of the spell, right? The initial cost ah uh, is higher. I think that the overall like fitness of the spell is measured in a significantly larger redosing, right? If you're trying to do like a big, big life spell big change spell then you not only have to spend a lot more energy to do it you have to constantly and constantly reinforce it because reality wants to pull it back into shape right back to back to form and with time you will force reality into the place that you want it to be but it's incredibly difficult to do and it's a lot of energy and this is where you see generally big magic is like a coven or like when everybody was doing moon magic during the Rona or whatever that was, yeah. right? Like that kind of stuff. Like big, big magic um, requires a lot more, right? It's just like having a servitor is a one-man job, but having an, like a full consciousness egregore walking around, right, requires teams of people to build to talk about that movie that we talk, we've we talked about like a million fucking times um That movie's... just this
1: like random B-horror B movie it's so yeah. good though it I, it's really so good.
0: on the nose with that yeah. stuff so I, I, I think that it's that thing and I, and I think that you see that like I don't know if I talked in a previous pub chat or not about um what is it? The triangle and Zeus, Yes. Zeus and his brothers getting their power through a time loop. Like that's big magic dog. You want to transcend into that amount of that with that amount of juice, you need like big time loop, right? Huge worship cost, things like that. But if you want to slowly improve, it just requires day to day work, small changes. And inevitably you find that transcendence and like, to put too fine a nail on that head I think that's sort of the difference between like Odin sacrificing himself to himself to achieve Godhood and learn the like the like lesson of the runes and such uh, v like Gautama Siddhartha sitting under a tree and spending day after day meditating to understand his place in the universe with such clarity that he's finally able to transcend into into enlightenment and achieve Buddhahood before returning as a Bodhisattva to teach us all um what what he learned or whatever so i think that and to that point right you often hear it described that western religions look up and eastern religions look down not like down in a negative way but they look at the smaller things to learn lessons from the smallest interactions the smallest moments of time to most clearly and absolutely perceive nowness right which is like the Tiniest moment is right now and only now, whereas Western religions are often like full of like like the, are very like big grandeur, right? Like big dramatic sacrificing myself to myself, big dramatic throwing a temper tantrum and flooding the entire world, but having like one dude build a big old boat and keeping two motherfuckers of each thing on it or whatever, right? Western Western religions very big drama and Eastern religions very like small focus. Um, both treat in the, in a similar path, in a similar direction towards a, a truth that sort of connects all those things. And, and, and by that, what I mean, that this like oneness of this is that like, if you're trying to affect change magically, right. If you're going to cast a spell, if you're going to do a magic, if you're going to read the cards, right. Or cast runes or, or do whatever like that. I think that like, we often, shoot for the big cosmic change spell, right? We all want the fireball, but sometimes warm hands.
1: We don't want to lose 40 pounds overnight.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. We all want the magic pill, uh, but sometimes that's not reasonable. For obvious reasons, don't lose weight healthily. Talk to a professional, my gods. But, like, uh, <laughs> don't believe the dude on the TV who's like, well, I did it. That That guy's making it up. But, uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's that, it's that slow progress. It's like, how do you, how do you grow as a practitioner of like esoteria and like magic and like mysticism and stuff like that? It's like, yeah, I mean, get the outfit and do big ceremonies and all that kind of stuff. Like if that's your vibe, that's your vibe, right? Like do that. But you also need to, and we talk about this all the time, like, like make the mundane magical, right? Like find the little places where you can do that thing make micro meditations of your practice of your magic right sometimes that micro meditation is every day you're drawing tarot cards that's it well in the beginning, you're going to need to open up that book. You're going to need to read a thing. You're going to whatever, right? But over time, you, you know what? You're not really even reading the thing anymore. Like, you're opening up the book to look at, like, the two buzzwords at the top of the page. But, like, that's enough. You know what this means. And, and, and with even more time, you get to a place where you're just like, oh, I can just, like, read these cards. Like, I just know what this card means. I don't even know where the book is. I lost it 10 years ago or whatever, right? Yeah. And I think that that's where, like... We, like you you always see the like powerful gray wizard you know or like ancient witch who's doing all sort of shenanigans magically or whatever and i think it's because they're doing slow steps right and small things and, and to that extent i think that magic is a function of free will right if free will is the like like consciousness collapsing the waveform, then magic is, is literally just consciousness collapsing the waveform in a way that you want with intention, right? Because consciousness collapsing the waveform, right? To allow for free will to exist in a deterministic, pseudo-deterministic universe, right? Means that intention literally is the force by which you are free. It might not seem that way when you decide to like, slam your hand on the on the table, even though your microphone on Zoom is on mute. So, like, they can't see it because it's, like, a little bit off-camera, and you're like, bam! But, like, they didn't see that shit because it's a tight camera, right? But you're, like, pissed, but you're holding it in your face. You're just like, yeah, that seems like a great idea. But your hand's like, bam! That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. What's wrong with you, dog? What are you trying to tank this company on purpose right now? Right? So, like, you know, you can... Like Free will is that you're going to do that. Determinism is that you had to have this fucking conversation to begin with, right? And I think that, like, like to that extent, free will intrinsically is magic. I think magic is the, spe- the specificity of a collapsing waveform. It is the intention used to, like, control this with absolution, right? And I think that when we become aware of that, we... Instead of having to make the effort of making the mundane magical, you realize that all mundane things are intrinsically magical because you are intrinsically magical and magic is an intrinsic part of nature. It's all part of the system, right? It is magic is the chaos that allows determinism to be infinite right so like you are the mode by which you're the you're the universe observing itself infinitely as a deterministic universe through the chaos that you represent as a thing that gets to move around within the individual determinisms of any given thing you know what i'm saying so like that i th- i think that like the determinism or fatalism v free will conversation to me directly connects magic and science because they both answer the question and they both answer the question in the exact same way, which is big determinism, little free will. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's sort of my take on this. I don't know if, I mean, I hope that made sense to anybody out there (laughs) because I understand that I was just talking for like a very long time, about a bunch of real crazy-sounded shit. Yeah. But it it makes sense, right? Kind of? Kind of. Kind of. Whatever.
1: It makes enough sense.
0: It makes sense to me. (laughs) So, fucking whatever, guys. Um, But, yeah. You know what I would like to know is, one, what is your opinion out there, y'all, uh, about determinism or fatalism v free will do you believe that the universe is intrinsically uh, deterministic do you believe that fate is absolute or can you change your fate uh, to quote uh, a Nightsdale can you change your stars because a man can change his stars um, but uh, it's the best movie ever made of all time I will fight anybody about that don't even don't even come at me bro it's a perfect movie in every possible way uh, but but um, Yeah. Like, do you believe that you can you can change your fate or do you believe that free will is absolute and determinism is just like a bunch of science hokum, Uh, Mm -hmm. which is like a take that I've definitely seen before. And
1: also, if you use divination, when you use divination, where do you think that that information is coming from? Do you think that that's coming from the idea that there is a fate, or do you think that's coming from your higher self? Have you maybe never really thought about that before? Yeah.
0: That is, that is its own conversation. Is is uh, like tarot cards and runes and, and and all that predictive stuff. Is it your coming from you as your consciousness is a predictive algorithm? Is it that fate is whispering to the cards? whether that's like three old ladies whispering into some cards or something like that. Um, is it uh, you picking up on the collapsing waveform of reality? I think it's it's the... Spirit guy. I think it's the Hawking's radiation version of time. I think it's temporal Hawking radiation uh, leaking backwards in time. I think information leaks forwards and backwards in time because time is not real and we just use it to explain the way we perceive stuff. Um make-believe but this is a conversation for we're not we're not talking about that right now i have a lot of (laughs) opinions about that one also um but yeah that's actually a really interesting question do you think where do where does uh divination fall into your argument about determinism and uh um free will or fatalism and free will yeah um Uh, have you ever thought about this or did we just talk to you for 47 minutes or however long this has been recording for, um, about a thing that you've never thought about. And now that you have thought about it, you're pretty sure that it doesn't matter and is a waste of time to think about, <laughs> uh, or did we just blow your minds? And if so, how blown one to 10, how blown is your mind? Um, <laughs> three to 19. How blown is your mind? Make it weird. Gotta no. be, be chaos, bro. Be chaos. No. Um, But yeah, I don't know. This is uh, this was a very interesting topic. I really feel like uh, like the universe made me think about it more uh, in a week than I have in a long time. And so I decided to form some opinions based on observations about that, doing a little bit of science and a little bit of magic. And meditation on these things, but uh, yeah, what do you guys think about that stuff? Let us know below. Uh, either way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been the Horn and Cauldron podcast, podcast. pub chat edition, where we talked about and asked the question: What's the answer? Determinism, fatalism, free will, who done it? Quantum. Quantum stuff. shenanigans. Yeah, was it was it Mister Something or Other in the what you call it room with a Thingamabob? I don't know. Who knows, <laughs> right? <laughs> the most vague way I could have possibly phrased that. Uh, yeah, uh, comment below with all that stuff that we talked to you about. Like this video, subscribe to the channel. We have a uh, lot of podcast stuff that's available on all the podcast networks, yeah. so you can check that stuff if you're out. On the
1: podcast network, please, please subscribe. Yep. Uh, that does help us. Also, leave a review, yep. which also helps us. And if you enjoyed this and would like to um, hear more. Also, or actively, subscribe!
0: Actively participate in these conversations. We have a Patreon. Whereupon you can subscribe to the Patreon channel and uh, get access to the Discord, and then listen to me type all of this stuff out as we have weird conversations over there. It's the best part. I love our patrons. You guys are the best. I love the conversations yeah. that we have. Yeah. So and actually, thank you guys. we take a
1: lot of our episode ideas from our patrons. Yeah, so, pub chats.
0: Pub chats know. are often a conversation that came up with the patrons. Or something to that extent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can always join us over there with that. Links are everywhere all the time, whatever the heck. So you'll find those. You're, everybody knows how to internet at this point in time. I Yeah, I don't need we to don't know why that. we're telling you. Yeah. Just subscribe uh, Yeah, just subscribe. You got this. But, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next time. Uh, I don't know. Stay magical, folks.
1: And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt.